0: This is Tom Vargelletis with the Full Time Real Estate Photographer Podcast, and today we are talking about offices. So first off, as a real estate photographer, do I even need an office? Because conceivably, you could run your entire business out of your house, right? Or your kitchen table, your bedroom, whatever. Do I even need an office? Yes. (laughs) But Why? The reason why you do need an office, now if you're gonna be working primarily out of your own house, you'd wanna have a dedicated office space in your house. And let's talk about why having a dedicated office is important because when we're talking about office space, I do mean a room, a private lockable room where you can control access to it, right? So if it's some bedroom or your kitchen table, like, it's not a dedicated space for your work. When I say office, I mean a room in a house or a building that is dedicated just for your work. Okay, why do we need an office? Well, first, you need a place to safely store and maintain your stuff. (laughs) That's really important, okay? You're spending a lot of money, even if you're following my kind of way of doing things here, getting some good deals, like you still are spending a tremendous amount of cash. You're going to have a lot of stuff accumulate over the years, cameras, lenses, ancillary parts like cables and SD cards, like if they got lost or destroyed or something, it would be a major inconvenience to your business, if not a major expense as well to replace or repair them. So you want to have a place where you can protect your stuff. The best and easiest way to do that is to have an office, an office that you can close the door, you can lock it. If this is an office in your house, even if you have guests over, even if you have kids, you have pets, whatever, if you have a cat that likes to climb up on top of shelves and things and knock stuff down onto the floor, you're going to be able to prevent anything like that from happening. And if you have an office at a commercial space outside of your own house, that's even better. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. On top of just storage, you are going to need a place where you can actually do your work without interruptions. Now, I know that sometimes, you know, editing can get pretty straightforward, right? Like, There's step one and then step two. You have your workflow ironed out. You know what you're going to do. So if you got interrupted in the middle of working on a photo or something, you have to go and come back five minutes later, or just something grabs your attention away from your work, you can look right back at it and pick up where you were. And that's normally not a big issue. However, if you are in a place where you are going to be open to these kinds of distractions... That can slow you down throughout the day. And time is money in business, right? You're not billing people by the hour. Well, maybe you are. So I know some people probably would do that. But most photographers are billing per job or per services delivered. And if it takes you five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour longer to do something than it could have, then that's just that much more labor you put in. And at the end of the day, you're getting less dollars per. Hour. So, you want to be able to work in an environment where you can start and finish a task with a minimal amount of interruptions. Even in a dedicated commercial office, sometimes it's not always possible or it's not always perfect, but you want to try and customize your environment as best you can because when you're trying to run a business and you want to be efficient with the things that you're doing. Being able to work in a controlled space is going to help you be more productive. Now, there are other tasks that if you get interrupted, it can really throw you off. For example, say you're on a prospecting call or a sales call, and maybe in a future episode, we'll talk about prospecting calls and scripting and generating business like that. But if you are talking to someone and then your kid walks into the room Or someone says, hey, can you help me with this? That's going to, first off, if the other person can hear you, sound very unprofessional, and it could potentially totally throw you off track with what you were saying. And if you're doing anything over the phone when it comes to sales, your flow and the tone of your voice, if any of that's interrupted, the person on the other end is going to sense that and it can potentially ruin your chances of turning that lead into a paying client. So having a dedicated office space to do that kind of work is really important. <laughs> Never mind the fact that if you get pulled away from something and you don't remember, oh crap, did I put in my notes on that call? Am I actually calling the next person on the list? Did I skip one? Uh, where was I? That can really be frustrating. And the minute, the five minutes, whatever, to figure out where you were and get back on track, that's just a wasted time that shouldn't have happened if you are working in your office. Now, sometimes if you're going to be working in a home office, the reason why I said, you know, a lockable, private, controlled space is because sometimes you cannot stop those outside interferences from happening. If you're at home and your family is there with you, or if you're living in your parents' house and you're trying to start your business, like you can't tell everybody in the building to shut up or get out. That's just going to gonna be unreasonable. So it being able to actually close yourself off and say, hey, I'm in the office, I'm working. If anything happens, you know, you can knock on the door or whatever, but I'm, I'm going to be busy and I'll come out when I'm ready or you can call me at this time or whatever. You're going to be able to set up a protected time out of your day to be productive. And when we're talking about being in business, even as real estate photographers, it's important to continuously prospect every single day. I'm at the point where I can actually have other people helping me out with this so I can focus on activities that are much more profitable for me personally, but you can build your business by just carving out a few uninterrupted hours each day that you can just hammer out a bunch of calls, a whole bunch of emails, book appointments, get ready. I write about this in the book too. It's on, it's on Amazon, full-time real estate photographer. I've, I've mentioned this before in previous episodes as well. And having an office where you can actually do that is going to help make you even more productive. But on top of just having a place to be productive in, it's not so much that you you need to have walls all around you and close yourself off from the world, but it's also going to help you control your state of mind. If you are in a place where, okay, this is where I do my business, this is where I'm doing my work. I have my list of things I need to do. I'm just going to sit down, focus on them, and do them. It's going to help you stay in that productive frame of mind where you are actually getting these things done. If you're working out of your bedroom or your kitchen table, like I mentioned before, that's not going to be the most productive environment that you're in because controlling or, like I said, customizing your environment is really going to help you internally. Because if you're in a place where it's just, there's no resistance whatsoever for you to just stand up and then grab a little snack or then maybe check out something that's on TV or, okay, someone just called me, maybe I'll go over there and, oh man, I gotta do the dishes and take out the trash. Like if there's all these kinds of things that are happening that could potentially pull you away from your work, they will. Maybe you're gonna be really disciplined about it and say, no, I'm just gonna focus on these things. But because you're in a place, where those things are also there next to you, that can impact your ability to stay focused because our minds naturally wander. And if we're in a place that's not dedicated to our work, our mind is going to wander to other things that are around us. And that can cause us to lose time at work. And you know, when you're sitting there in front of maybe some chores or whatever that needs to be done or some distracting people, It's going to keep nagging at you, and it's going to just seem like this other thing that I have to do, when what's really happening here is it's going to make you less productive at work, and then when you go to do that other thing that's distracting you, you're going to be thinking about all the work that you missed out. It's going to cause stress that you don't need in your life. If you just carve out dedicated hours in a dedicated space to do specific tasks, you can just knock them out, you know, one after another, be done and then focus all of your attention on the next thing. So you're actually more present, more productive, and you can get more things done in less time. It's easy to get caught up in this whirlwind of distractions, especially if you are working out of your house or someone else's house or in this, this common area. Those distractions can mount up. It can seem kind of stressful. It can, you can start to feel overwhelmed because you're not as productive as you were going to be. It's just so much better to sit down, focus all of your attention on what you're doing, get those things done, and then focus on the next thing. It's going to do wonders in your business. And if you are in other businesses or doing other things, these lessons will apply to that as well. This is not just for real estate photographers. This is for entrepreneurs or people who you know really want to focus on increasing their productivity in whatever field that they're working on. Your focus and your attention is key to your ability to get things done. Okay, and the next thing. So, so we talked about storage for gear, but we also need a place to safely store and manage our data. If you have hard drives, if you have a network attached storage device, if you have RAID arrays, these things need to be protected, sometimes even, even more protected than your other gear. Because if you lose your data, it doesn't matter how many cameras or drones or or whatever you have, because if you can't even protect the files and the data you're generating with those things, what's the point of even having them? Your data is super important, and you want to be able to keep backups, preferably multiple backups if you can. I like to do a mix of you know some things in the cloud and some things on my portable hard drive for active projects I'm working on and then you know like cold storage some some kind of like low speed uh, hard drives that are just cheap and uh, but a bunch of them right so you can save a lot of your data if you ever need to refer back to it and of course you can go through scrub things that you know you're never going to need again but still you want to have a place where you can do your business and know. No one is going to accidentally drop your hard drive on the ground or think, okay, you know, I need to uh, download a couple seasons of, of the office or something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab this hard drive. And you can't let your data get compromised at all. No exceptions, none. Like if you leave your drives where you're storing your data, and I'm saying hard drives a lot. So, so you could actually store everything conceivably in the cloud, you know, it, whoever with Google Drive or with um, iCloud, or you could even set up your own virtual servers with with uh, companies like Bluehost and Namecheap. I think there's a there's a bunch of companies that will let you do that, but it becomes incredibly expensive. And for your average small to mid-sized business, the the most effective way to store a lot of your data, I mean, really critical things you keep on the cloud, but a lot of your data, like just extra raw files and video files and things, it's probably smart to keep them on drives locally because you could actually have a whole server set up at home and then have a second server set up at a friend's house and that's your backup. And uh, that would be cheaper than managing the same amount of data in a cloud. Like, you you know, you can price it up per terabyte or whatever, but it's cheaper to buy and own stuff here than it is to have, you know, monthly or yearly expenses in the cloud for, for massive amounts of data we're talking about Uh, in my business. We're generating like terabytes of data every few months. So, so it doesn't make any sense to keep stuff in the cloud. If you have, you know, only a couple photo shoots here and there, buying a server or, you know, buying terabytes and terabytes of cloud storage might not make sense, but just kind of paying as you go with smaller amounts of data would make sense for you in the cloud. So you got to consider your volume of data you're working with uh, in your business. So if you're smaller, you know, fine, you can have an external hard drive and a cloud uh, account. That's, that's fine. But you still need a place to store your data where you know it's going to be safe. If you're getting busier and you're getting bigger and you're generating A lot of information. uh, You you're gonna need a dedicated office space. Don't think you're gonna be keeping a a raid array like one of those racks with all all the hard drives like next to your bed. Those things are kind of noisy. They're they're big, and uh, you don't want to put them at risk. You're gonna need a dedicated office. So working out of a common space or a non dedicated space is going to really slow you down in the long run because you're going to run out of space. Things are going to be stacked on top of each other. When I started my business, I was basically keeping everything in my bedroom. And that got old fast. Uh, You know, like the cases for the gear, all the wires and the charging uh, stations to plug in and charge up your batteries plus a desk, and then now I need a computer, and now I need a big hard drive, and now I'm getting graphics tablets. Like Your footprint increases over time because over time, as you're making money, now you're not gonna go out and buy all the stuff at once, I hope, you make money and you use the money that you made to increase in whatever things that you might need that will help you make more money later on. So inevitably, your footprint is going to grow and if you are working in a common space in your house, or if it's not even your house, or if it's a, like a small apartment, things are going to get cramped. It's going to be very inconvenient for you and for anyone else that's living with you. And if you're thinking, hey, I'm living alone, I'll just turn you know my living room into a living room slash office. Okay, you have the space, that's great, but you run into the earlier problem that I said of having an issue with productivity in an undedicated space. And, and that's real. That's, that's not just my personal opinion. There's a lot of productivity studies that have been done on things like this. Uh, and, and you're welcome to go look them up. Actually, a favorite resource of mine is uh, David Allen's Getting Things Done. That's not a paid post or, or anything like that. I, I, I read his book. I really appreciate it. And, and towards the end of, of the book, he, he cites a lot of work uh, a lot of uh, scholarly work on uh, you know, your brain's ability to be productive. And that's super interesting. So if you're looking for some interesting reading, David Allen's Getting Things Done. It's on Audible and you could buy a paperback. That is a, a great book. And like I said, this is not my own personal opinion. You can see how having a dedicated workspace separate from your living space can help you become more productive. So just because you have a place and it's private, it doesn't mean that that's the place that you should or could be working in. And if you're thinking, well, okay, if I'm, in, I ha- if I'm in the kind of territory where I might have to go rent an office, I don't have the money for that, don't worry, I've got something for you and we'll talk about that later on. The next thing, should you create an office at home or not? Let's say you're getting started in the business or maybe you've been doing some business, you don't have a, a commercial office outside of your house yet, but you're thinking about, okay, this seems like a good idea. Should I set up an office in my house? If you don't have an option to to rent or or share an office or whatever, and I'm gonna talk about the commercial side of things next, but if you don't have that as an option and really you're limited to just your house, you should create one if you can. And if you can't, we have some options for you. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But if you don't now have a dedicated office in your house, but if you could make one, you should. And this is going to depend on your living situation, of course, how many people you're living with, how much space you have. I've been pretty lucky to where, you know, we have a couple extra rooms in the house that I could just lock one off and then that's my office and you know like I have a dedicated office I have a dedicated uh, film photography studio in my house and not everybody has that kind of space so if you could make an office what would that look like well first off if you have a room that you're not really using that would be great and that was my situation that was perfect but if you don't have a room, that's just not really doing anything with it. Maybe you've got a, a large walk-in closet. Maybe your basement is not some horrible nightmare and you could conceivably set up some office space down there. And if you're a little handy with uh, carpentry work, you could actually build yourself a nice little, a nice little office too. Uh, so you know that's always an option. Do you have a heated garage, uh, place where you could actually set all of this stuff up and then, you know, like I said, put in a wall or two or just everybody knows that that's where you're working? That would be a great option. And outside of that, you know, you really have to think creatively. Now, if you had to have an office inside your living space, but you don't really have extra space that you could just do it in and you have no other options, what you could do is take a space that is large enough and like break it up a little bit if you have a living room and then say the back corner of the living room you could you know slide some furniture away from it put a desk and things back there and you know it's out of the way people aren't going to go back there unless they specifically need to do something at the desk or in that office area you know that would probably be your um that would probably be your plan C or plan Z, right? If you have no other choices, it's best to actually pick out a piece of the the square footage that is getting the least amount of traffic normally, like just through normal daily activity. And if that means, you know, sliding a couch over and you've got slightly less like living room space, well, that's the cost of doing business if you're limited to working in the house. So That would be another option. Like really, if you just set up, if you just say, okay, I've got like a coffee table. I'll just put my stuff here while I'm working and then I'll pack it up and put it away. You know, that might make a lot of sense for efficiency's sake to think, well, I don't want to rearrange my house or do all this extra work and and get furniture or whatever but in the end, it's going to hurt your productivity. You wanna try and separate yourself from your casual living space as you possibly can. And that's going to be the key. You need to create a place where, like I mentioned before, for all of those other reasons, you can be more productive than you are in other places. That's going to be important. Now, most people are gonna be good with just a home office. Like I said before, once you set up that space and you have this area where you can just focus on being productive and getting things done, then you're pretty much going to be all set. If you have enough business to support renting out a commercial office, that's going to be great. But even if you have that income coming in, you might not actually want to take that step. I would rather see you put that extra thousand, two thousand, five thousand dollars in your pocket and invest it, you know, by uh, an investment fund or a retirement fund or something. Like if you have money that's just sitting around, that doesn't mean you have to spend it. And if you know, okay, I'm making an extra 10, 15, 20,000, 100,000 a year, I could put that towards a lease maybe you shouldn't do that unless you need to or unless you could get a super low cost uh, option and 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 that's what we're gonna talk about in a couple of minutes here. But uh In the event that you would need to get another office, that's when you're in the area where you're hiring people and maybe you have an assistant. You might not need to have a dedicated office with an assistant because you'd meet out on the road, you do things separately, but if you're in a situation where you have so much business going on and you need to coordinate between people and you need to actually sit together for extended periods of time and collaborate, that's when you want to get an office because you you need to. Because in order to do what you do, or at least to continue, you have to have a dedicated commercial space because you can't have just people showing up at your house. I mean, you could if you were comfortable with that and... You know, I mean, if you lived in a condo or an apartment building, it might be difficult with parking, uh, if a landlord or whatever association, uh, condo association finds out that you are running a business out of your property, out of your residential property, they might have a problem with that. Uh, but, you know, sometimes people can get away with it. And if you can, and if everyone is okay, and it makes sense, that might be a good idea. But if you're at the point where you need to get a new office, but you don't want to go out and get a new office unless you actually need to. Because that's going to be a huge expense. If you need to, you're you're going to know it. But like I said, if you're at that point where you're hiring people and you really want to keep a close kind of contact with them or at least see them every day, even though you might not be going out and doing photo shoots together, that's going to be really important. And at that point, and if you build up to that point where you have staff, the added expense is going to make sense for you because you're going to have a tremendous amount of income coming in from all of that business that you're doing. So some of that dedicated towards an office space, you're going to be thankful for it because it's going to help you and your staff stay kind of on the same page. It's going to help everyone be more productive overall because, you know, the office space like anything else that you buy in your business is an investment. It's a it's a big investment and you only want to do that when you know it's going to help you get it back. Because when you're in business, if you spend one dollar and you only get one dollar back, that's a failing business model. If you spend a dollar, you want to get two dollars back or ten dollars or a hundred dollars back. So if you just if you're just bleeding money or it's a zero-sum game. You put out a dollar, you get a dollar back. You put out a thousand, you get a thousand back. Like that's not worthwhile. So if you are going to spend ten, twenty thousand dollars a year on office rental space, you want to know that you're probably going to make an extra hundred or hundred fifty thousand back because you're going to be so much more productive. You're going to be able to get so much more done. You're going to have faster upload download speeds for your internet. So, you know, with the commercial internet, you're going to be able to um, just work a little bit faster. You're going to have, you know, some nice insurance and a place to protect all of your equipment separate from your house. There's going to be a lot of... Um, pros there that you can take advantage of, but you need to be in that position where you can support it financially and where you're actually going to get your money's worth out of it. Because if you have some money, you don't need to just bleed it all out because you like the idea of having a commercial office. And that's another thing. We don't want to get wrapped up in just this romantic fantasy of, oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, I'm sure I could do it. And then once I did it, maybe, you know, then I could pay it off because I'd feel so much more productive. Like, no, that's that's all a bunch of nonsense. You you want to be uh, making the money now and then looking at your business and saying, okay, I'm at this point, I'm at this breaking point, I have to grow or else I'll look at you know, maybe losing out on some business. Like You want to do it on an as-needed basis. That's really important. If you do expand, you've set up your office at home or whatever, and if you do need to get a commercial office, should you keep your home office? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you should. So not setting up a home office at all, I don't think is a very smart way to go. I mean, when I set up a home office in the home studio, And then later when I got the commercial spaces, I still kept all my home office stuff here because sometimes I'd want to come home and work or the weather would be really, you know, I live out in New England. Sometimes the weather is so bad. If I can choose to just stay at home and work at home, I will. Or if, you know, I'm out working all day, I'm talking to people there at the office, maybe I want to come home quickly, you know, maybe, who knows, there's a holiday, there's a birthday. There's some reason that I want to get back here in my house. This is actually where I'm recording this episode at home and in my home office. You know, so you can do what you gotta do and then you're here or you, you, know, you, you do uh, whatever you came back home early from and you're not gonna lose the rest of the day. You know, so like today it's on a weekend. I said, you know what? I'm not gonna go out to the office today. I'm gonna stay home, do my work. We're gonna go see the basketball game, and then I can come back. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna save time, not having to worry about the hassle of commuting to the office, you know, unlocking it, opening it up, (laughs) and doing whatever, and then closing it all down, and then coming back. And then you know, you you just lose a lot more time. So having a home office is gonna help you be productive, even if you have a commercial office, even if you're barely using your home office. It's still a good idea to have one. Now, if you are to do that, is there going to be a trade-off? Like if I have multiple locations where I'm working, is that going to have any benefits for me? And, and yes, it is. So what I like to do is now that I have several locations, that's where I keep my backups. I don't have a backup server at my dad's house in his basement anymore. I have it, you know, there's one in the office and there's one here at home and you know the things can talk to each other and then you can update and and do your backup so it's it's kind of helpful to have multiple locations in that sense because if my house burns down or, or something crazy or the office you know i'll still have backups of all my files so that's really helpful as well if you're thinking you know i'm at the point where i need to get a commercial space how do i go about and and actually do that well if you are a real estate photographer, you're going to have a long list of people that you can call because real estate agents work with real estate, with commercial real estate, leasing, finding offices, and potentially finding some good deals. So the clients that you've been working with, the people that at this point know, like, and trust you, you can call them and say, hey, I'd, I'd like to have some help um, thinking about looking at some office space. I was wondering if you know you had anything in mind. And you might be surprised. You might be really surprised. Some of these agents own their own commercial space. And some of them, if you're like friendly with them and they trust you, they might give you a really good deal. And you're not looking any farther than the current clients that you have, right? That's just a great resource to have. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a person in business, working with your clients and asking them questions or asking them for help, that's okay. You're building up this professional relationship with them. And if you called up a client that you've done, you know, dozens, hundreds of photo shoots for and say, hey, you know, we've been working together. We've been doing great things. Really appreciate it. And, you know, I really respect you as a business person. I wanted to get your feedback on something or maybe pick your brain about a commercial office space. I'm thinking about getting a space for my business. They're going to be so helpful. They're going to be such great resources for you. And like I said, some of them might even own their space and some of them might even say, oh, come on, you should. Why didn't you say so? I've got an open office right here. You want to just set up shop? And you'd be surprised. A lot of people are going to think, you know, no, I can't, I can't do that. Ask them for a space. Like you're not going to call someone up and say, hey, I I want you to give me a free uh, office or or something like that. Um, But, you know, you call them, you contact them, ask them for help, have a conversation and just kind of pick their brain. Cause you know, advice is free unless you're, unless you're talking to an attorney, but Uh, then they'll be able to give you some insight. And sometimes they'll be able to actually just help you like, and just give you an office space or put you in touch with someone that can give you a really good deal. And if you're in the point financially where maybe you'd like to get an office, remember how I mentioned before, you know, maybe you're not there yet, but you You'd still need to get an office because of the nature of your living environment. Maybe you just can't set up a home office. Well, that is a great position to be in because when you call your clients and say, hey, you know, I see that you've been doing a lot of work. You've been calling me out on photo shoots. It's been great. And I was wondering if you could help me with something. I'm starting to get into this point where... I'm outgrowing my office space that I'm in and it's getting kind of tight and it's, you know, I'm having a hard time staying productive. So I'm thinking about getting into some commercial space and, and setting up a formal office. Sometimes they'll be like, wow, that's great. They'll want to help you and they'll do some work for you. Maybe even do some research or point you in the right direction or say, hey, you know, I know this great landlord. He can give you a crazy good deal. Anything can happen from there. There are some scenarios where you could potentially get office space for free. And I say that because that has been my experience. I have not had to pay a whole lot of money for commercial, uh, office space. I mean, you know, for, when you're like permanently storing gear and when you're, uh, you know, looking at insurance and stuff, you want to have a lease, uh, in hand and you know, if you're going to get mail there and things too. So, uh, but you know, in, in the beginning, even after setting up an office here, I'd set up relationships with brokers and I'd ask them, you know, hey, you know, I, I do a lot of work in this area. It would really save me a lot of time so I could get photos out to your agents even sooner if I could work out of some of your office spaces. Would that be OK? And one of them said, yeah, sure. Hey, I actually have an empty office. Do you want to just have it? <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. I'm thinking it's just this little closet. Uh, But it was a huge corner office. There weren't a lot of agents out of that particular uh, uh, location. So it was just empty. Got a key to the door. Got the door code to open in 24-7. Could keep all my stuff there. And they just said, yeah, just have it. You can just work there. Uh, that was my first ever <laughs> commercial space. My next one, again for free. Uh, one of my friends, a really good friend of mine, he is uh, one of the top uh, short sale brokers in the country, and he just has this huge office space. Uh, and it's just like him and, and a couple other people. But he's got all these offices, so he's like, yeah, I, I don't know what to do with this space. Uh, if if you, you you can just set up shop in there, I, I don't care. He's like, here, here here's the keys. Um, here's the codes, Uh, yeah, just, you know, let yourself in, do whatever, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, Man, you know, really great opportunities, like all you have to do is go out and ask and, and have that conversation, and that can open up so many opportunities for you, and when it comes to dedicated office space, a photographer with their own private studio, with their own private office, that's that's like official, right? <laughs> that's, uh, Oh, now I'm actually an entrepreneur. Now I'm actually, for a lot of people, there's this, um, mental kind of uh, glass ceiling that you feel like you're beneath. And then, you know, Oh, if only I had a studio or, or whatever, like that was, those are what the big photographers are doing. Well, well, you can be just like them and, uh, unlike them you don't necessarily have to pay a lot of money. Now, sometimes you might not just have people that that are, are so just magnanimous that they'll just give it to you for free. And that's understandable. So there were a couple instances for me because I'm doing photo shoots across multiple states and it's really helpful for me to have offices for my photographers to actually stop in at and work from and... You know, but but I don't want to support multiple offices like full price. Well, some people will barter with you. There's one way out away from me that's just in the middle of nowhere. You have to cross all these bridges. The traffic is horrendous. Uh, But I had someone who was like, look, you know, if if you wanted to uh, share some of the space here, we could give you an office, but, uh, you know, just throw me a couple bones. Give me a couple photo shoots for free or something. And I'm like deal <laughs> so you know two or three photo shoots a month uh, they get for free and then everything else is billed normally and boom you've got an office space and what that's called that's called bartering bartering that's uh you know in business a lot of businesses will do that it's where you just make a trade on a you know on a, on a friendly professional uh over a handshake sometimes so sometimes you might want to actually have a formal written agreement but Uh, a lot of the times doing this, I'm just asking people questions and having a conversation and, and, you know, the bartering thing was his idea. He was like, look, you know, I, I, I have some, some, uh, agents that are, this was a broker that had an office. He's like, I have some agents that need, you know, to have the office space, but if you made it worth my while, I could kick a couple of them out, make them share a desk somewhere else. I kind of felt bad about that, but, um, it was a huge help to me and to him because he's getting what he wants and I'm getting what I want. It was, it was a great deal. And the only barrier to making that happen was just sitting down and talking to somebody and just kind of picking his brain. And then, you know, through our little brainstorming session, these, these ideas came up and a lot of the times that's how it happens. So even if you're not quite at the point where maybe you need to expand into an office, it could be a really great idea. And it's not that difficult to do if you have a lot of clients. Now, if you have no business, if you're just starting, or maybe you're only doing a couple photo shoots here and there a month or whatever, uh, that might be a little bit too much Because you need to focus all of your attention. I mean, everything that you've got on mastering your technique, understanding that you're using the proper camera settings, uh, creating a good, positive customer experience when they're working with you and when you're billing them and everything. Like, all those things need to be rock solid first. Office, space, space like commercial office space that takes time and attention away from your core business. So if you're just, just starting out, it might not be a good idea. Just focus on, you know, dedicating some space wherever you're currently at, wherever you're living or whatever options you have available to you. And then, um, go from there, focus on your core business first, make money before you go out trying to spend it. Okay. After you have some business and you're at the point where you're like, you know what? I need to actually focus on on these work tasks without interruptions. I need to be productive for seven, eight, nine, 12 hours at a time. That's when you really want to consider having those conversations, actually breaking out and and getting a, a second location outside of working from home or or wherever you you are working and you know what the best thing about this part of, of your journey as an entrepreneur as a photographer is it's just another opportunity to go out and meet people to learn some new and interesting things to have more conversations with potential clients or existing clients And, you know, it can be a lot of fun. Some people think of it as like this super stressful. Oh, my God. Now I have to expand. It's going to cost me so much money. Well, if you take the fun approach to to business, you can do a lot and just have a great time getting there. And sometimes spending little to zero dollars, which is my favorite part personally. I mean, I don't know about all you folks at home but you could potentially get yourself into some office space for little to no money if you have the right connections in place first if you start walking up to people and saying hey i'm a brand new photographer i don't know you you don't know me uh can i have a dedicated office space and 24-hour access to your building they're gonna say No, they're not going to do that. You can only do this when you have a book of business that you have built up. So all you photographers who are in the, you know, let's say 100 photo shoots or less per year might not be a good way to go for you. But if you're getting to the 125, 200, 300 photo shoots per year, you're starting to get pretty busy. At that point, you're going to know some brokers and some agents really, really well, and you can go up to them and ask them not just, hey, I'm thinking about an office space and uh, what do you think, but you could ask them, hey, you, do you have any ideas that might be you know, kind of useful for me? Are there any places that I could go, people that I could talk to? Do you guys have open offices that I might be able to, to jump in on? And some of them are going to say yes. So the key is to just have those conversations. I mean, you you need to be in a place where you can start thinking about that. And then afterwards, you just got to have those conversations. I mean, that's how business happens. It's when people interact and agree that, you know, if you do this, then I'll do that. And you can just get these great opportunities. You can get these great offices by having those conversations and building up those professional relationships and building up your business. And when you get to the point where you're actually in a commercial office space, you know there's other things that you can do to it, not just storage, not just a place to edit uh, or or whatever, but you could create a photo video studio and you could try dabbling in other kinds of photography as well. If you wanted to get into, you know, product photography or portraiture in a kind of serious way, having a dedicated space where you could set up your lighting set up your backgrounds use your little props and and really tinker with it and perfect it that's going to help you so much not just having an efficient workflow but in developing your technique in a way that you could potentially expand your business and get even more paying clients right or the other way around if you're starting as a portrait photographer event photographer Maybe using these techniques like I'm talking about now to get yourself into an office space where you could actually just kind of set up shop and, and work from there as a home base. That could help you break out into you know just doing more business or maybe other genres of photography. If you're thinking about real estate photography, it's going to be helpful for you to have a place where you can just focus on these ideas and execute Personally, for me, I've had a lot of fun with having dedicated offices and being able to set up, uh, you know, certain shots, whatever I want to do, product or still life, do little video clips and just practice and I can have a dedicated space where I'm practicing and trying new things and trying to get better and that's going to help you go a long way as well. And if you're working out of a shared space or out of your house at home and you've got people living with you, or maybe not, maybe it's just kind of cramped or it wouldn't make sense to leave stuff set up for long periods of time, just the resistance, the mental resistance that you're going to have, it's going to prevent you from going, okay, well... I could get this out and then set up the backdrop and then bring in the lights and then do this and then, oh my God, it's going to be 45 minutes before I get it just the way I want it. And then I'm going to do my test shots. I'm going to have to change it all again. Uh, Maybe I'll just do something else, right? Maybe I'll take up knitting instead. Being able to have things set up and then just come back to them, you know, not just your office, like having a photo, video studio space as well. Or if you have an office with a desk, like setting it up, and being able to kind of unwind into a space and obviously having it neat and tidy, things in the right place, things organized, that's going to be really important. I don't mean just like make it look like a bomb went off and just explode everything everywhere. No, I mean to be able to, to be able to have space to expand your, your stuff, it's gonna help you also expand your mind into that space. And it's going to help you be more productive now that last part might not make sense to a lot of people but if you've ever lived in a house where your ceilings are like two feet off the floor and then you go and you walk around in a house where you have 12 15 foot ceilings it feels like you're outside it feels so much more open and you feel less constrained like mentally right and something like that for me personally and i think for a lot of you it's going to help to keep your focus just directly on the things that you need to be focused on be able to move from place to place without feeling restricted or from task to task without feeling like you're being bogged down by just having to you know you got to go around all the kids toys or around all the empty if you don't have kids maybe you're in a college dorm like you know, you can run your business out of anywhere, but you want to maximize your productivity and your efficiency within your business. And one of the best ways to do that is to have an office space. Even if it's not commercial, like we said before, if you're just at home, if you're kind of smaller and, and, and just starting out, you know, just carving out a place for you to work at home and only work is going to be helpful and it's going to help you focus on the tasks that can get you more business more money and in the position where you will need more space or more locations so That's the episode. I hope that was a little helpful insight for a lot of people because you don't always have to get an office and getting an office doesn't mean that your business is going to follow you. It's something that you grow into. You don't want to be like a plant that gets pot bound, that you're so busy, but you're in this tiny, tiny space. It's just not efficient for your workflow. And you don't want to be like a plant, like a little tiny sapling that's thrown into a a 200-gallon bucket like it's just too much your, your plant's not going to get any light <laughs> okay that's, that's kind of silly i don't i just made that up i don't know if that makes any sense but i hope that i've left everybody with some helpful information uh if you want to reach out to me directly you could actually send me an email at tom at You could also follow me on Instagram at Tom Vargeletis, T-O-M-V-A-R-G-E-L-E-T-I-S, Tom Vargeletis. I post a lot of my stuff there. Search my name on YouTube, on Google, you'll find um, some videos that I posted, some real estate videos you guys can check out. You can also find some of my books on Amazon if you're interested. One of them is a photography book. The other two are not. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to leave everyone with this. Get an office if you can, and uh, you are going to appreciate it. It can be a lot of fun. All right, everyone. I'll catch you on the next one.